From the WUFT Newsroom in Gainesville, Florida, I'm Ethan Majok. Welcome back to The Point. This week, we hear from one of our reporters who stumbled into a martial arts establishment that caters to children who are differently able. She found out they benefit from martial arts training as much as any other child, and maybe even more. Then it's the conclusion of a DUI manslaughter case that touched the University of Florida international student community earlier this year. And finally, the voice of a barber in Gainesville, whose shop has now closed because of the ongoing redevelopment in his former business's neighborhood. We're going to start bringing you more personal stories from people in our part of Florida, and these are voices you're not going to hear anywhere else. We hope you'll continue to join us. First, WUFT reporter Darcy Shield is here to tell us about Star Martial Arts and how she found it. As a web reporter, I was given the task of covering the 32607 zip code, and the first thing I did was research the area code limits and drive around. I saw a sign for Star Martial Arts and later found some reviews that parents had made of the studio on Facebook. And a few of the reviews mentioned that the students there have a variety of abilities and that it's this really inclusive environment. Some of the kids have disabilities. And from there, I was intrigued and met up with the owner and spent many weeknights at the studio talking with parents and um, meeting the coaches and just observing the environment in the classes. So a variety of abilities is uh, probably an understatement in this case just because mm-hmm. there's an extraordinary range of differently abled people there. What are some of the conditions um, that they that some of them have? Sure. So some of the kids are on the autism spectrum. So that includes a variety of behaviors and um, differences in personalities, interests, um, and disabilities in that sense, as well as ADHD and Down syndrome. Those were the... The three main ones that um, Edwin Nad, who's the founder, um, talked to me about. And who is Edwin? Is he from Gainesville? Did you get a sense of where where did he get the idea to start this? Sure. He's uh, he's lived in Gainesville for most of his life, and he's been practicing martial arts for since he was really young. His dad taught him, and it's a big part of his life. And he told me that he had a vision to fill a void in the Gainesville community and create a place where he could share his love for martial arts, but share it with everyone, not just select people. What is the connection in the story that you reported uh, between autism and obesity? I spoke with UF psychology professor Tim Vollmer, who specializes in researching autism and developmental disorders. And when I talked with him at first, I originally wanted background information on autism and ADHD because I'm not an expert in those areas. And I wanted his input and to learn how to explain it in a way that's understandable. But then he explained to me that children with autism are more likely than children without autism to become obese. And he called this a triple whammy. There are three factors. One is that um, there is a tendency, especially for kids with, with autism, to prefer sedentary activities. So, for example, a, a frequently highly preferred activity is playing with video games mm-hmm. or watching Disney movies or things that do not involve a lot of physical activity. Mm-hmm. So bringing them into contact with activity that they might find enjoyable that involves physical movement is 
good in, in just in a purely physical sense because recent statistics show that um, children with autism are more likely to um, struggle with obesity than are typically mm. um, developing children, even though in our country typically developing children are increasingly struggling with obesity, right. it's even more of a problem because in part of these, in part due to these um, interest in sedentary activity. Along with that, um, a lot, along with the sedentary activity, mm -hmm. uh, particularly kids with autism spectrum disorders tend to have very rigid food interests. Mm. And those food interests can be, and usually are, unhealthy foods. So like a child might only eat pizzas, or only eat french fries, or only eat potato chips, and then mm -hmm. they, so that's all they're really eating, and that combined with the sedentary lifestyle promotes unhealthy right. um, physical outcomes for them. So again, getting them up and moving and exercising, is a good way to deal with that. Right. A subset of kids um, with autism and intellectual disabilities are on um, uh, psych psychotropic medications and the modern version of those psychotropic medications are called atypical antipsychotics and the atypical antipsychotics um, have numerous benefits over the uh, traditional antipsychotics, but one negative side effect is they lead to obesity, diabetes, mm. um, uh, being overweight in general. So now it's almost like a triple whammy, I call it, because the kids are interested in sedentary activity, they're eating poorly, mm -hmm. and now some of them are on medications that make you fat. So psychologists are interested in programs like those offered at Star Martial Arts that provide a fun activity that could be preferred for some children with autism and it's also promoting physical exercise and not all communities have something like this. And did you meet any children or their parents that had autism who were there? I didn't speak with any specifically for autism, but in the story, I um, tell the story of Kay Walker, who's a parent who has a child with ADHD, and Vollmer, the psychologist, also said that ADHD um, is similar in autism, that there's a range of how people are affected by it, and um, children with ADHD also have very rigid preferences in what they may gravitate toward so they can see similar benefits to a program like star martial arts um, if they focus on it and learn to learn to enjoy it and learn to make it a preferred part of their life. Tell me about Josiah Gill. Josiah Gill is one of the coaches at Star. Um, when he was six years old he he struggled with ADHD and dyslexia and his parents were searching for, as he said, any way to help him and to um, help him focus and rid him of the symptoms that were controlling his life at the time. And um, he said at the time he didn't like karate and taekwondo at all. When I was six years old, I was super clumsy and I just couldn't focus. It was just something his parents were, um, made him do, but you know, now he's 20 years old and he has a black belt and now he teaches children with issues that he 
also struggled with and understands and he said it allows him to be more empathetic and he can understand why a child is frustrated or why a child is distracted and um, adapt his coaching style to help them um, based on his past experiences. And they just didn't think they could do it. And after being with us and getting the chance to see that they are capable, that they're intelligent, that they can be smart, that they can grow in a safe environment, they went out and they, they sought it. So it's really like a full circle experience for him okay and in terms of the people if they're interested in um, having children mm -hmm. go to star are there any limits to age or other abilities there students ages four and above are welcome and um, there are even family classes so if parents want to be taking the class and learning the taekwondo skills and moving up in the ranks with their kids there's also that option and i hear they have a gong they do have a gong. Um, you can hear it if you're just in the parking lot um, at another another business in the plaza, and some of the coaches ring the gong um, to signal the start or end of a class. It goes off quite <laughs> often. Darcy, thank you very much. Thank you. You can read Darcy's full story on our website, wuft.org. For nearly nine months, we've monitored a DUI manslaughter case that affected many in the University of Florida's international student community. This week, that case came to an end in criminal court. Here's what happened. A UF student from India named Karan Kular was standing at a bus stop on a Saturday night in February with some of his friends. They were headed for a night in Midtown when a woman driving a car while drunk went up over the curb near the bus stop and hit him and two others. The woman, Damaris Guerrero-Garcia, then drove off and was eventually arrested on Interstate 75 in Marion County. Kular died at the hospital. We learned this week in legal filings and in the courtroom that Guerrero-Garcia is a Marine Corps veteran who was abused by her father. She was bullied in school, sexually assaulted three times during high school and in the military, and eventually developed multiple diagnosed mental and substance abuse disorders. She'd started drinking alcohol to excess two weeks before that fatal crash this year and had been up drinking the night before until 3 a.m. In court on Tuesday, she had to listen to the victim impact statement from Karan Kular's father, Sunil Kular. He's in India, and so Nicholas May from the state attorney's office read it on his behalf. I wrote about this on Tuesday when it happened, but the full audio is worth sharing. When a child is born, with his birth comes a lot of happiness life of the parents start to revolve around him. The only thing that they have on their mind is the child. Everything they do is focused on one thing. It's their child. Efforts are made to make sure the child gets everything that he needs for his life, his education, his upbringing, his marriage, and so on. When Karen was born, our life changed. We had our first child. Our lives took a beautiful turn. We celebrated for the first year every month of his birth. Then every birthday used to be a day of festivities. When Karen joined school, he turned out to be an outstanding student. He was the brightest student of his class throughout his school days, and after his school and his college also he was the best. He got scholarship throughout his college days. Everyone who knew him looked at him as an ideal son. He was a very religious person, believed in God, never left home without praying in the morning. When we went to Delhi Airport to see him off to the United States, we were very emotional. Never wanted to send him away from us, but we did. The reason we wanted him to grow in his life 
and he got this opportunity, which we never wanted to deny him, as it was good for his career. We had no idea that we are sending our loved son and will receive him back in a coffin. We are Hindus by religion, and the worst day in our religion is when a father is made to give shoulder to the body of his child. I have borne that weight, and it's beyond description how it feels. When I was told he died because a woman in a drunk state was driving and hit him as he was waiting on a bus stop, killed me inside. My young son had nothing to do with her. All he was doing was that he was standing on a bus stop waiting for the bus to come, but a lady in a drunken state killed him. I can never forgive what she has done. She has taken away a son from his parents, an elder brother, a guide from his brother, a sweetheart from grandparents whose life is shattered for all times to come. We have invested our lives in Karen. We come from a very humble background and it was very difficult to get the ends met for sending him to the United States, but that we also managed somehow by getting loans from friends and relatives. The woman who has killed Karen deserves the maximum punishment for which can be given in the United States, as she has done a heinous crime. She was drunk and driving and killed an innocent young boy. Punishing her with maximum punishment will be an example for others to not drink and drive. It will serve as a deterrent. The incident has left us shattered and cannot be compensated by any amount. The accused lady deserves maximum punishment and there should be no leniency towards her. What the accused woman has done is culpable homicide amounting to murder. She very well knows that no one is allowed to drink and drive. Her act has resulted in the death of my son. She can't plead negligence. It's a murder and should be punished for murder. She has caused a financial loss for us also. Children in India are grown in Indian culture and they take care of their parents after they grow up. Karen was only 22 years old and was engaged in a multinational company. He was expected to work and earn till at least 70 years of age. The family is deprived of the same as well, and the woman needs to compensate the family with at least 10 million US dollars, and also her place is behind the bars in a jail where she deserves to spend the rest of her life. She deserves a minimum of 40 years of imprisonment. Also, the person whose car she was driving should be punished with equal quantum and should be made to pay the same amount along with her as compensation for the family. Her conviction, and all those who contributed to her negligence should be punished, and that will be justice for our late son and justice for all. Sunil Kular. Thank you. When it was her turn to speak, Guerrero Garcia approached the podium and turned to Kular's other friends and family who were there. If I could, I would give you guys my life. Because there's no other anything worse. But from what we told you can't, I guess, give me the death sentence. So I will try to raise awareness so that nobody in my big ass has PTSD, especially the military, does anything like what I've done. That's all I start. Circuit Judge James Kola ultimately sentenced the 23-year-old woman to seven years in prison and told her she was, quote, capable of redemption.
We often focus our news coverage on government leaders and the local decision makers here. Rightly so, since those people decide how much you pay in taxes, among other things. But recently, we've wanted to focus more on the stories of regular men and women in your community. And that's going to continue. There's no unified theme to these. Our team of reporters is basically just out there listening. Here's what Sarah Gerard heard recently from a barber whose shop closed at the end of September. It's the voice of Jermaine Goodman. I was actually a plumber, and like I, I heard friends that I knew, they were telling me that they were pretty successful doing barbering, and I had been cutting since I was a teenager. So I just thought, you know, why not? I give it a try, and I went out and got my license, and I've been doing it for about, say, two and a half years, almost three years. I'm completely the opposite of who I am when I'm not behind the chair. You know, I've been like, I guess you could say an anti-social person, but when I, when I come here and I'm working and I'm, you know, I'm just talking, you know, I, I, I learn about them, you know, like, hey, did you get that job? You know, it's like, I'm just seeing processes in, in their life. And, and, you know, I just, I feel special, you know, and like it, it opened up a little, side of my personality that I'm glad it did. The, the barbershop will, it and a few other businesses along the strip will be demolished to build con- condominiums. Uh, so basically we have to close down our doors on, the, on September 29th. So I feel like with, with the development that's happening that we will have no more individuality. It will just be a college town and, and that's it. We, we're gonna lose the, the businesses that make you think of Gainesville. So it pretty much tells me, you know, that if I ever planned on opening a barbershop in this area, that it probably more than likely will, will never happen because I will never be able to afford, you know, or to put something in this main strip. It's heartbreaking, but it's also inspiring because now I, you know, I, I want even more independence in the field that I do so I don't ever have to worry about something like this happening again. Thanks for joining us this week for The Point. If you haven't already, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and send us your community curiosities at wuft.org slash findoutflorida. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday.